Hello, and welcome to another episode of your Day, Week, Month, Year Reviews. I'm your host, Arjuna Gonzalez, and this is my day episode of Tacoma. Just as a quick introduction for those of you who haven't played this game yet, the story is you have been sent up to this space station that's not far from the moon, and it's mysteriously stopped contact, and there's been some sort of accident on board, and, and you have to figure out what went wrong as you're extracting the computer's onboard AI. And as you travel around the space station, there's this fancy augmented reality system, which allows you to watch... Uh, these little recorded logs of crew members walking around and talking with each other. And the object of the game is to go around and piece together how the shit hit the fan and how the crew members work together to survive. All right, I got my notes. Let's do this. What am I recording? I am recording on April 30th, 2019. What does the current overall opinion of the game seem to be? Very positive. It's the review distribution on Steam is very positive. It got a bunch of good reviews that the developers put up in the advertising for the game. When and where did you first hear of the game? I'm pretty sure I first heard about it when the trailer for the game came out. Kind of like when the Dusk episode came out, I follow enough indie games related accounts on Twitter that I'll hear about a big announcement of something like a new Fulbright game pretty easily. Who made the game? It's developed and published by Fulbright. The same studio that brought you Gone Home. What do I like about the game? Either first thing I think of or multiple things. The models and texturing in this game are of a definite step up from what we saw in Gone Home. Uh, Gone Home had some models in it that I remember picking up and looking at up close, and the textures on it were noticeably low resolution, or at least on a modern monitor. Like, if you've played GTA San Andreas, for example, on a higher resolution, and you'll notice that, like, CJ's shirt seems sort of painted on, and there's, like, pixels on his chest where it sort of gradually fades into his skin, I saw little bits and pieces of that, and I would, like, pick up a model that had that problem and look at it and go, oh, no. But here, it's just, you can't see it, but I'm making the chef kiss gesture. Um, the next thing I like, when you get out of the airlock, there's a little augmented reality computer screen that comes up and there's a panel that says please sign in to confirm your identity and when i first read that i thought oh i gotta have an account for everything can't i just log in with twitter where's the privacy policy for this anyway and then i look over to my right and there's a little panel that uh describes a privacy policy <laughs> and the privacy policy is that there is no privacy that's one of several threads that you get introduced to in the earlier parts of the game. So I look at that and I'm thinking, well done, Fulbright. I like that my train of thought went there and you rolled with it. I think it's extra cool that there are QR codes on a bunch of different objects in the game. I am the kind of player that will play one of these games and pick up every object that I can pick up and zoom in and look at them real closely. <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, the fact that there are QR codes in there and I can actually take out my smartphone and run it in a QR code reader and, like, poke in all of this stuff looking for Easter eggs is very fun, and I'm very glad that they added that. Again, coming back to the story a little bit, since this takes place several decades in the future, uh, when artificially grown meat isn't a novelty anymore, it's just a standard component of the food supply, and in the botanics area, there's a room that's devoted to protein growth, where they have these vats of artificial beef and chicken and fish 
that they're growing. I gotta say, th this might sound weird that it's in the like column, but just as someone who raises free-range chickens, like, the mental image of the crew members just opening up this giant vat that has, like, a cylinder of chicken meat, I actually feel nauseous right now. I'm not gonna puke, but that was the most nauseating experience that I have ever had playing a video game. Well, caused by a video game, you know what I mean. And I've played Dusk, <laughs> which has a level entirely devoted to a giant machine that grinds up human bones and viscera. <laughs> um, thank you? But no, any game that can do that to me has hit a very high bar of quality. Somehow. <laughs> Going to my dislikes, there isn't a whole lot to dislike, so far at least. I do find it a little weirdly jarring that, you know, so this game is in the first person, right? And at the same time, there are sequences where I'm using something or starting up a character sequence where I will lose control of the character and there's this little cutscene where my hands show up. And I know that in the original Deus Ex, for example, you could grab objects and you could have a hand on screen. Uh... And this happens in all sorts of first-person shooter games like Doom, for example. But here, it's like my body only exists in cutscenes. <laughs> and, you know, I see my limbs a lot more than in something like Deus Ex. And everywhere else, I'm the invisible blue cucumber, which is my nickname for the first-person controller in Unity. Also, I don't show up in reflections, either. In the beginning of the game, when you are in this uh, zero-G area of the space station, there are some surfaces that are pretty reflective, that if you did have a body in the game, you would see it. So, my headcanon now is that I am a vampire. I wouldn't even so much call it a dislike, it's just a weird, jarring quibble. Oh, and I've gotten through what I guess is about the halfway point of the game. Uh, I've been through the administration section of the space station and the uh, botanical slash medical section. And I've run into all sorts of lockers and office doors with combinations on them. And Fulbright, come on. Where is the lock with 0451 as the key? You can't have an 0451 game without an 0451 lock. What are you doing? Do I have a history with this game or any of its previous installments? Yeah, uh, I played Gone Home from start to finish before taking up Tacoma. Enjoyed it. Pretty much any game in the whole Looking Glass immersive sim genealogy is going to do pretty well with me. Do I have a history with this game studio? Nina Freeman, who did level design on this game. I've participated in her game jams hung out in her level design streams. The two Fulbright games, Gone Home and Tacoma, are the closest thing to Thoughts from the Level Editor, my own podcast-slash-walking-sim hybrid game. I follow, like, two or three other Fulbright staff people, I think, on Twitter. Yeah, I have more of a history with Fulbright than I do Rockstorm North for GTA San Andreas or David Zemanski for Dusk. Uh, am I excited to be playing this game in a week, month, and or year? Yes! There was something in a No One Can Know About This episode. I think Bill said that Final Fantasy VI, it's kind of like, for a while when you're playing it, it's a good game, but you keep thinking of things that you could be playing instead. And that's not a diss at Tacoma. I, they were talking about Final Fantasy VI, one of the greatest JRPGs of all time. But for the first section of the game, I would say that whole administration section, 
I was kind of thinking about other games I could be playing as I was playing it. But by the time I got to the end of that, or sometime in the botanical section, I did get invested enough in the characters and the story I was being told to want to keep playing. So I guess I could say that the pacing was a little bit slow. Uh, do I like the game so far? See previous answer. Would I recommend this game to a friend? Yes. If they seem like the kind of person who would compulsively examine objects like I've been doing. And if... Yeah, the whole walking simulator term, I get how it's kind of derogatory, but just if you understand that you're not exactly going into this for a very action-heavy experience, it's more like relaxing with a jazz album versus rocking out to an 80s hair metal album. They both have their pros and cons, and they're good for different types of situations. This is the last question that I added for myself. Any immediately obvious and cool way that it deviates from the gone home formula? And there is one way, and that is the augmented reality scenes with the characters in the game, which is really just an evolution of the scenes in, I believe it was the first Bioshock, certainly System Shock 2 games, where you're on this futuristic space station or undersea colony where something has gone horribly wrong, and you keep getting these visions of characters as the chaos has gone down. I like the way that they handle it in this game, where whatever AR system that you're using inside the space station, it's like you're stumbling across these tapes of conversations between the crew members that you can rewind and fast forward. And because you can walk around in the environment as these conversations are happening, and the characters will walk around uh, to different parts of the specific area that you're in, you get to experience multiple conversations that are happening at the same time, but in different places. And so it's really cool to see that sort of thing. You know, how many Star Trek episodes have we watched where it's just one camera following one set of characters walking around and talking, but the episode is already established that there are multiple plot threads running at the same time, and we don't get to check them out. Uh, or at least we're left up to whether the scriptwriters thought they could integrate that into the action of the episode without it getting confusing because it's a non-interactive medium. Shit. And, you know, compare this to Gone Home, where you get to put together these different pieces of the story they're trying to tell you, and you hear these disembodied narrative audio clips uh, from the characters, and it's just their perspective. There's no dialogue involved at all. It's very cool. It's a very clear step up from Gone Home. I like it. I think that's everything I have to say. Tune in a week from now. In the meantime, this is Arjuna Gonzalez, and I've got a hankering for some coconut lemon gum now because some environment artist kept showing me boxes of it. Bye! like video games? Ever thought about making a video game? Do you find that a week or two weeks is kind of short for a game jam? Well, have I got the game jam for you. Would the week can make this work? Probably game jam. We have nine themes. You can choose one for your game. Each theme is taken from one of our nine podcasts. 
The jam runs from April 20th to June 9th to provide a nice amount of time for you to make something cool. Check out the link in the description for more information and to figure out how to join and submit. Have fun! This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at ProbablyWork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com. <laughs>